Oh, ho, ho, ho. Hey, kids, you are about to listen to a comedy podcast. This means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Oh, ho, ho. Welcome to a very special episode of the Jock Doc Podcast featuring jolly old Dr. London Smith. He puts the hoe in homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback complaining about the overuse of technical medical terminology, such as laboratory results, Hanukkah, Christmas, and happy holidays. So I will try to keep those reined in in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Okay. Well, so Cameron is... <sighs> Why doesn't he give everyone a Christmas gift and just shut his yap, Cameron thought to himself. But he couldn't be too mad at Dr. London, because Christmas was right around the corner. Oh, Cameron, are you narrating for yourself? What's that? Are you, are you speaking in, like, your thoughts out loud? Wait, can you hear that? Yeah. No, that's super... No, I think that you're just hearing, I just got a, like a Sonos system installed, you know, like the whole home speaker audio setup. That's probably what you're hearing. Okay. Cause it sounded like, I was playing counting crows in the other room. That's what you're thinking of. I didn't hear anything about, it didn't sound like music. It sounded like you just talking. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I can't hear what you're hearing, Dr. London. Okay. So, uh, Cameron uh, he's so in tune with the latest trends in the world that ever since he heard about the war on Christmas, he has been spending several hours of each day next to Christmas trees that he deems to be suspiciously quiet in order to learn what secrets they are hiding for their leader. Um, so Cameron, from what I understand, you intend to use this information to make the podcast more relevant? What the hell is he talking about? Cameron thought, but he couldn't be too mad at Dr. London because he knew that at the end of this episode, Dr. London was going to have a huge Christmas surprise waiting for him. That's really all he could think about. Okay. Uh, to, uh, to answer your question, Dr. London, uh, yeah, Christmas trees. Love them. They're so great. Okay. Big ones, small ones, any size. All right. Also with us is DJ Dylan the House. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Nope. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a guest. So look forward to that. That's right, Dr. London. It's a very, very important guest. Probably one of our most important guests. Oh, really? Wow, okay. So yeah. someone who's like maybe a scientist or a physician? Maybe. 
but definitely more important than the guy who made that app where you smell stuff. Okay. So, okay, priority goes this new guest and then him. The whiff app. Yeah. Okay. And then everyone else is third. Okay. So it's in that order. Okay. Yep. So prior to this, the whiff app guest, the maker of the whiff app was the top guest in your mind. It was the most important, like culturally important and also just sort of, uh, you know, beneficial to be on this show. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I guess I don't feel exactly the same way, but we can go on from there. Uh, before we move on, though, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. Quote, sure would be nice for Dr. London to maybe kind of listen to some of my suggestions and thoughts, Cameron thought. But he couldn't be too bad at Dr. London because he knew that by the end of this episode, Dr. London would be giving him a gift worth of at least a million dollars. And that was keeping him motivated. So, Cameron, I can hear what you're saying. Like, I know you said it was the huh? I, I know you said it was a song in the other room. Cameron, what are you thinking about? I guess I should ask that. Well, what are you what are you talking about? I okay, so I guess what I'm he- hearing. So I should ask you, how are you feeling? What's going on in your mind? Well, I'm just saying, if you describe the Counting Crow song you're hearing, I bet I can tell you which one it is. If that's the issue, I'm like a human Shazam. Okay. No, no, that's that's all right. Like London, Doctor London, Doctor London, say say, hit me, baby, one more time to me. Okay, hit me, baby, one more time. Britney Spears. I just knew that. Okay, well, I didn't even like sing it, so it could have just been like, do you see? That's more yep. of a quote. Okay, okay, so that makes me even better than Shazam. Oh, because you can do it without. I'm more flexible. Yeah, without. Yeah, the I don't whole. even need the music. Wow. Okay. Well, so for this listener feedback, quote, cute idea for a centerpiece. I remember eating candy corn with my cousins when we went to the neighbor's house. Then we would take tar off the roof and chew it as gum. Mmm, yum. Kids don't know what they're missing these days. End quote. Uh, So to this listener, uh, first of all, thank you so much for writing in to the Jock Doc podcast. We love hearing from you. To answer your question, I do not think that I can recommend chewing tar like gum. But um, I can agree with you that kids these days do have a much different upbringing, uh, especially with technology and everything. Uh, hopefully, though, um, it's, it's improving and we're, we're all getting better as a society. <sighs> Hearing the way Dr. London talk about these guests, not letting them chew tar... Even on Christmas, he must be somewhat of a Scrooge. Yes. Maybe there's some way that we can give him a good Christmas. Make him cheery. That way he'll stop treating everyone so poorly, Cameron thought to himself. But he couldn't be too bad at Dr. London, because he knew that by the end of this episode, Dr. London was going to give him at least one vehicle worth over a million dollars. Well, okay, so for, to, to that listener, thank you for that question. Um, so, Cameron, do you, and this is, I guess, this is just me thinking out loud a little bit. Do you mm-hmm. think that I'm going to give you something worth a million dollars? I don't like and guessing 
Christmas gifts. You know, I feel like that takes the fun of opening the gift. Okay. But you you think, like, you are working under an assumption that I'm going to give you something? Well, I I mean, you had, you had texted me and you said, let's record today. It's the It's Christmas. Right. And you, so, I mean, you know... Yeah, so like, I you can't I trick said, me like this, Doctor London. You can't trick me into. I, I know you're what you're trying to do. You're trying to mislead me so that the gift is a surprise. You can't trick me like that. I know you would never ever just not give me a gift for Christmas. Yeah, well, I might give you a gift, but I, a a million dollar gift is not not really in my budget. Um, oh, 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 okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't realize w- what you were doing. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, no, I, of course, Doctor London, I would never expect something like that. I'm sure you're just gonna give me like a, like a stamp or something for my stamp collection. Okay, because I knew, <laughs> I knew that your stamp collection was very important to you. <laughs> so I, Doctor London's so crazy. He thinks he's gonna convince me that he doesn't have a gift worth over two million dollars ready for me at the end of the podcast yeah right why would he he would never do that even dr london's not that selfish cameron thought to himself but he couldn't be too mad at dr london because he knew that at the end of the podcast dr london was going to give him a gift worth three million dollars uh and now for a tale from surgery. A patient was scheduled for an elective surgery. He was going to be under anesthesia, and for any patient undergoing surgery like this, he needed to have someone else driving him, uh, that is driving him home from the procedure. However, he insisted on using a rideshare app on his phone rather than using an emergency contact. Uh, this is also not permitted because no rideshare company would want that kind of legal responsibility. So the nurse informed him that uh, he needed a friend or family member to pick him up for the procedure. At first he refused, um, and then he finally gave in and he wrote down a phone number. However, when the nurse called that phone number while the patient was in surgery, it turned out to be the patient's phone number. Uh, this, this, of course, turned into a very stressful situation for our staff as we attempted to make accommodations by finding and contacting the patient's family. Uh, so if you ever find yourself going into surgery, please be kind enough to leave appropriate information so that we can serve you in the most optimal way possible. And if you are a patient who maybe doesn't have many close people in their lives, just know that when you tell this information to your doctor, they will share it on their podcast later. Aww. Uh, uh, okay, well, let's move on from there. Um, now for today's medical topic, uh, coarctation of the aorta. So coarctation of the aorta is a congenital malformation in which there is a narrowing... Or is which cons- switch open this late? I kind of want one of those sandwiches that's like all the meats and all the cheeses that they have. But I feel like it's probably closed this late. I mean, I guess I could see. In worst case scenario, I could go to the store and make a sandwich myself, but it never tastes quite as good. Cameron thought to himself. But he couldn't be too disappointed, because he knew that at the end of this podcast, Dr. London was going to give him a Christmas gift worth the entire moon. 
so, so coarctation of the aorta is a congenital malformation in which there is a narrowing or constriction of the aorta that typically leads to obstruction between the earlier and later portions of the aorta. Uh, it's like having a bit of a kink in the main pipeline from the heart at a certain point. Oh, so this... yeah, nice, Doctor London. Yeah, you got a what? You got you got something a little freaky going on specific to you. You know what I mean? That's cool, man. That's cool. I mean, it's 2019. Like, I think we can be cool about that. So, uh, so it's a kink um, in the main pipeline. Oh, so, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, 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 dude. A kink in the main pipeline? Yeah, I get it. You don't have to get too graphic. This is a show that's for kids mostly. Okay, so it's from the heart. Um, so this, uh, that kink in the pipeline results in high blood pressure in the upper extremities, like the arms, and low blood pressure in the lower extremities. Okay, so uh, there are many symptoms, but... Um, you can note uh, delayed pulses in the femoral arteries, uh, which those are the ones in the legs, uh, when compared with the radial arteries, uh, which oh. are the ones in the wrists. Oh, it's it's legs. That's your. That's the that's the kink in your pipe. It's your it's legs. Oh. <laughs> okay. No. So no, I thought, when I, I thought, refer to a oh, kink, no, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about like, I don't know, like. You were into like the color blue or something, but ugh, legs? Ugh. Doctor, why are you talking about this on the podcast, Dr. London? It's not that kind of show at all. Okay, well, I'm not sure I follow because I was saying that. So, so there's a kink in that no, main pipeline. I know. Pipeline, I read so you loud, loud and clear. You've got a kink in your pipeline, and it's all focused on legs. Hey, you do you, but I don't need to hear about it, man. Anyway, you'll have delayed pulses in the femoral arteries. Uh, if you compare them to the ones in the wrists, um, which the radial arteries. Uh, in diagnosis, the EKG will typically show that the left lower chamber of the heart is bigger from having to push against that higher pressure. Um, and a chest X-ray can show a notching of the ribs from blood vessels expanding with increased blood delivery. Hmm. Dr. London sure is a leg freak, Cameron thought to himself. But, you know, maybe this time of year, I shouldn't judge. I mean, I would never let him around me again in any kind of one-on-one scenario because, yeesh. But I should let him be him, Cameron thought to himself again. But he couldn't be too grossed out by Dr. London because he knew that at the end of this podcast, Dr. London was going to give him $7 million worth of Facebook shares. Uh, so... As I was saying, the, the chest x-ray can show a notching of the ribs from blood vessels expanding with increased blood delivery, uh, and the indentation of the aorta itself may be seen. So uh, it's, it's a structural problem, which means that treatment is typically going to be surgery. So that's coarctation of the aorta. Cameron, are you under the impression that I have shares in Facebook? By any chance? Uh, no. No one told me anything about that, about you knowing Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, having lots of shares on Facebook. I know nothing about that. Okay, because I, I should let you know, I don't mm. have have any shares in Facebook. No, I'll, oh, no, no. I understand, Dr. London. Believe me. Do, do, Dr. London, you don't have to do this whole, like, 
show and like surprise and stuff. It's very sweet, but you you don't have to keep doing that. Okay, I just I don't want you to get like a false impression of sort or like expectations too high or anything, because like I know about your stamp collection and that you were hoping to add like one little anyway. Um, but so so we're on the same page, right? Like let's not raise expectations to too high a level because sometimes you you seem to take things out of context and then or pull things from another context and like make you know expand it in your head does that make sense yeah 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 i don't uh let me let me see what page i'm on though let's see wait what page yeah yeah hold on one second i gotta check i have it earmarked wait what what is that that you're reading uh, let me see. Let's see. Um. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm on page one. Are you on page one? What What are you reading from? I'm not sure what page. A where's spot? The children's where's book spot? about a about the little yellow dog with a big brown spot. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm sorry, you dog-eared the first page? Well, yeah, I didn't want to lose my spot. Oh, spot, spot. That's pretty funny. I I guess, so. you know, whenever you're starting a book, you usually don't have to bookmark the, your dog-ear whatever the first page because that's usually where you yeah, start. What if you come back to it and you think you're on page two? Well, I usually think back to how far I got in the book and if it was not past the first page then there's no real confusion for me usually does which still do brownies they used to do brownies but i feel like lately i've only seen cookies i guess that would be okay but i'd really prefer the brownie just as a little dessert with my sandwich cameron thought to himself but he couldn't be too mad about the dessert choices at which which because he knew that at the very end of this podcast Dr. London was going to give him $15 million in Beanie Babies. I feel like you're raising some expectation for me to do something here. And I gotta say, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to meet whatever expectations you have. My only expectation is that you be just a good friend to me on Christmas. That's it. Just like a, I'm, I'm a good friend to you. That's the only thing I expect. Nothing more. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, obviously, we good can... close friends and coworkers give each other gifts that of the value that they believe they deserve. Right. Okay. Uh, Cameron, do we have any sponsors today? We do, Doctor London. And guess what? Guess who it is? Guess. Okay. Is it? Um. Ooh, what's one of those big ones? Uh. I guess. Like an audiobook kind of thing, or no, is no, 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 like Think. Scrubs. What, what what's the theme of this specific episode? Okay, so it's like a medical, uh, like some some sort of new medication that's like top of the line, like some brand new thing that helps with I don't know Alzheimer's what's, or what, what, what's the theme of this episode in relation to the time of year that it happens to be. 
the theme of the episode, I guess, is uh, coarctation of the aorta. Okay, uh, Dr. Lennon, can I talk to you uh, privately real quick? Okay, this is private. We're, it's only us here. And DJ Dylan, of course. Yeah, yeah, but just like without the audience. You want to talk without audio. Yeah, okay. Why can we talk? I, I don't I don't understand how this is difficult. Can we speak to each other? Sure. Okay. Okay. I think we're talking now. Dr. London, the theme the theme of the episode is Christmas. It's Christmas time. Merry okay. Christmas. Well, I was really more focused on the, the Christmas medical trees, lesson. Christmas presents. Oh, the, it's oh, Christ, oh. That's the whole Christmas is this week. That's the theme of it. Like okay, literally yeah. everything. You look outside. It, it's yeah. Just, can and you it's, just say it can you just say it's Christmas? It's Christmas. I'm sorry. Okay, it's Christmas. Okay, great. Oh, yo. That's right, Dr. London. You're so smart. It's Christmas time. And you know what happens every year around Christmas time? What are some um, things that happen? Airports get pretty busy. Yes. People are traveling. A lot of people get off work. Yeah. Uh, people go Christmas shopping. Yes. Um, sometimes they'll go to the mall. Yes. Uh, oh, okay, okay. That's actually, despite yourself, that's actually getting close to what we're talking about today. A lot of people go to the mall and they might take pictures with a certain man, a certain gift giver who lives up north. Do you know who I'm talking about, Dr. London? Uh, so it's, I guess it's someone wealthy from up north. Um, yes. Yeah, he's the I, richest guy in the world. Dr. London, come on. Is it who's that now? Is well it's not Bill Gates, it's the nope. uh the Amazon guy. Him? Yeah, it's Jeff Bezos, but during Christmas time, Jeff Bezos is King Santa, right? I, I didn't realize that there was a crossover there. I thought Jeff Bezos sort of kept his money to himself, more or less. Well, I have to assume they're the same guy. I've never seen him in the same room together, and he's the only one who could afford that much manufacturing. And it's weird that he got into a biz. He turned his, you know, book selling business into giving away all these toys and stuff. Come on, proofs in the pudding. Regardless, it's Santa. Just say it's Santa. Hey, okay. hey Doctor London. Uh, well, who? What are what are some things people do at the mall? They take pictures with a certain man from up north. Yeah, so I guess people at the mall take pictures with. Uh jeff bezos type like uh okay. like santa claus is that what you're yes at? oh yay yay dr london you're so smart it's santa claus now okay we don't have a mall but we have a better experience in our very own dj dylan's basement hit it dylan yes 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 yes, yes. Yes, Santa Claus is coming to my basement. So come and get your picture taken. That's right, Dr. London. You heard it here first. If you come to DJ Dylan's basement this Saturday from 4 a.m. to 7.30 a.m., you will get to sit on the lap of Santa and get your picture taken with any Instagram effect you want on the picture. Okay, well, and one odd thing there. So Christmas isn't falling on like it, if it this Saturday it'd be after Christmas. 
uh, Christmas. Okay, is... but this is the only day that worked with everyone's schedule because of the holidays. Okay, so after after everyone opens their presents and like has their time with family, then uh, like towards the middle of the week, then on the weekend they can go to the mall and I guess ask Santa for next year's presents. Is that the idea? Yes. Uh, next year's next year's presents or maybe like i don't know i don't i don't know how santa operates maybe he can like throw in some extra stuff afterwards you know i don't know how he deals with returns and whatnot actually returns that's what he should really be dealing with so if you got a christmas gift that you hate this weekend come to dj dylan's basement you said the mall dr london dj dylan's basement you will get to sit on santa's lap and tell him about all the things that you're returning Oh, wow. Okay. Do you also, I guess it'd be a time to thank Santa for bringing the gifts. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you, look, you pray to him for sure. Like any well, kid I don't know. does. I mean, you usually don't pray to him. It's more like you ask him or you, you tell him like you've been good and he kind of evaluates whether you've been good. It's that kind of thing. Oh, okay. You don't think kids are praying to the guy who sees them when they're sleeping and knows when he's, they're awake? I think they are. Come on. Don't be naive. But regardless, this Saturday, come on by. Uh, we'll get you some beer. We'll get you some molly. We're going to like, you know, it's kind of a party that like never stops. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it does stop at 730 a.m. Yes. But that's sort of the vibe going on. I'm sorry. When does it start? Santa's lap and it, at 4 a.m. And then you sit on Santa's lap and you say, hey, I got these shoes, but they don't fit quite right. And he goes, oh, I can exchange those. And then, you know, he'll take the shoes and, right. you know, whatever. After that, I don't know. I'm not in charge of it. Well, okay. Well, who? So I guess DJ Dylan's in charge of it. Well, I mean, Dr. London, you, you're Santa. You're no. Okay. No, yes. I'm so I'm drlondonsmith.com. I know you've okay. mistaken me for other people before. Can we can we talk in private again away from the audience? Okay. Dr. London, I know that I know that you are not literally Santa, but in this instance you are playing Jeff Bezos slash Santa for our annual event. Does that Whoa. make sense? Whoa. Okay, I the thing is, you talked like about costume. the scheduling. A costume. Does, is this confusing? Well, now the part that's confusing to me is that you said this is what worked out with everyone's schedule to go the Saturday after Christmas from 4 a.m. to 7.30 a.m., that that's yeah. what worked for everyone. It sounds like the Santa... You, I was never asked, say, if I'm free on like at that time. Why would so, I ask you about your schedule? You think I don't know your schedule? Well, I I can tell you that I had plans to be asleep for those hours on Saturday. Not anymore. Did you check your schedule? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I make my schedule, so that's... I would like suggest taking it. another look at your schedule because there might be something there from 4 to 7.30 on Saturday. Anyway, we're just going in circles here. This Saturday, DJ Dylan's basement, bring all your gifts back. And also, 
And so you're trying to bring kids in for this, right? The children? Yeah, sure. So so probably the whole idea of having Molly and beer and everything, that, that probably won't appeal to them so much. Unless we're talking like maybe root beer. All right. Well, that's not our responsibility of who gets what, you know? Gas stations aren't like, oh, well, you know, kids might come in here, so we can't have beer around. Yeah, I guess just advertising. It sounds like you're trying to advertise to children. Well, which I guess you've mentioned this, that this is how we market our podcast. How do you get children in? You appeal to their parents. That's the Pixar methodology. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't... uh, We probably have to workshop some of these details, but... I guess for the sake of the advertisement, it's all on the schedule. Hopefully, we Check can the find schedule. someone else. Okay, so uh, to our listeners, check out DJ Dylan's basement this Saturday. You know, after Christmas, in the morning for three and a half hours, uh, from four to seven thirty a.m. And maybe, yep. maybe I'll be there. Okay. Cameron, you said that we have a a very important guest today? We absolutely do, Dr. London, one of our most important yet. Hi, would you like to come on the show? Hi, thank you for having me on. Thank you for for coming all this way. I'm very timid and I'm very nervous because what I've got to say is a little alarming. <laughs> well, but, but before we get into that, why don't, why don't you tell Dr. London and our audience who you are and, and where you come from. Give us a little background info. My name's Clompy the Elf, and I... Okay. My family is originally from the South Pole. I'm a Southern Elf. Oh, Nice. Do you, uh, have you seen a lot of polar bears down there? Or penguins? I don't remember which one's a South Pole thing. No, we don't. Where we lived, there was no animal life around us. Well, Dr. London, do you have any questions for our guest? Yeah, okay. So what, um, uh, what, what brings you to the podcast? What brings you on here? Well, I have come to kind of drop some truth bombs on all of you guys. It's not it's not about Dr. London, is it? Because I've been suspecting some things for like a long time. Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, okay, good. 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 Oh, good. Great. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's hear these truth bombs. So I have been working in the North Pole since I was a young child. Unfortunately, wow. Santa hires well, not really hires, but forces into working every elf of eligible age. And that age is, unfortunately, three years old. Aww. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so your family's from the South Pole. But Santa's all the way up in the North Pole. So did he came to your home and, I mean, I mean did he hire you? Or, or what's going on? Well, he came down to the South Pole and he was promising my daddy job security. He was promising my daddy a jolly work environment. He was promising my daddy Ugh. all the carrots that he could eat because we love carrots. Yeah, as elves do, of course. I have a question here. How old was your father then? Was was he over three years old then? My father was 16 years old at the time. 
Wow. 16. And this was how long ago? 30 years. 30 years. Okay. And I, so I have a follow-up question here because you said working age for an elf was three years old. And I'm not familiar with uh, elf anatomy and physiology. Is, Some doctor is three years you old? are. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just not like I specialize more in human anatomy and physiology, if that makes sense. So, Buddy, it's 2020 and you can't be throwing around terms like elf and human. Uh-uh. Dr. London, how about treat everyone equally a little bit? Okay, I'm just because like the same way that, I don't know, a polar bear might mature at a different rate physically from a human. So you're comparing uh, me to an animal? To yeah, you're telling me I'm just an animal to you? Well, what you're I'm saying is that I don't the know. The reason why I didn't want to tell my story because s- of people oh, like you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's his judgmental attitude. Dr. London, what are you getting at? What I'm wondering is, are you uh, sort of physically an adult by the age of three? Do you, you know, progress through uh, infancy, toddler, adolescence at, a, at an increased rate compared to a human? Because for humans, three years old would be far too young to even be capable of working. Does that make sense? average lifespan um, in the elf community is 700 years so you do the math oh, wow so th- so three for you is like basically I fresh mean, out like, of the womb that's like being a second old basically exactly dr lennon she's talking about child labor and you're here trying to to figure out the growth rate of elves what are you doing pay attention victim shaming well and i'm and i'm sorry if it came across that way i was more wondering just on the practical end why you, they would want you to work at that age because it sounds like it's too young to even be able to work that's your concern about this situation is the logistics uh, that's you see children working in a factory and you're you're concerned about the efficiency of the job I've just never seen that young of a person physically L- little able to... Ch- little seven-year-olds making iPhones in another country. You look at that situation and say, well, you know, they could be exporting a lot more iPhones if they had, had gotten some professionals in here. Me thinks you're missing the point, good sir. Okay, I'm sorry. We can move on from there. So uh, you were saying that uh, your father... my daddy a good life. He said, you come up to the North Pole, I'll make you manager over the Hammer Toys. And he was promising my daddy all this stuff, and he was really thinking about it. And then we, there started to be a little bit of a change when my daddy was kind of thinking he wasn't going to go. We started to feel like we needed to get on his sleigh and go with him, or we would regret it. We were made to feel that way. Suddenly. Yeah. What what did he what did he do to make you feel that he way? He would just say things like, Hmm, it sure would be bad if my reindeer obliterated this whole village of all your family. He would say things like oh, wow. that. He would say things like I'm sorry to hear Wow, that. if you don't get on my sleigh I would hate to see the carnage that you would experience. So That's that is Doctor London does the exact same stuff with me. He says, oh, if you don't stop doing that, I'm going to call the police. 
and it's just tyrannical. Well, that's disgust me. Well, for Ugh. Cameron, that's whenever you you pull a gun while at a a park with children, like there's a playground. So for those situations, I do threaten to call the police because I don't want anyone. Okay, to be but harmed. what was I doing with the gun? Well, you were you were showing a child how it worked and how to take it apart. Yeah, no, we were playing cops and robbers. Okay, I guess I didn't. Regardless, you had a gun and gave one to the child as well, which I guess. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna play with some like kitty fake stuff. Well, so a kid, I'm an adult. A kitty fake thing would be good for the child, but in any case, bringing a gun and playing with kids with a gun is unsafe, and so that's why well, I had to call the police. Or th- well, I threatened to, and then uh, talked you down after you ran away. Uh, anyway, back to yeah, you talked me down from that tree that was so up, so high up in that tree, and I was waving my gun around and i was gonna start shooting some of the robbers and talk me down from it anyway i don't i'm not mad anymore whatever okay yeah we can we can go back to okay so santa was threatening i guess in a similar manner to the way that i was threatening to call the police santa was threatening to obliterate your family or your your community is what it sounds like but, is are we talking about rain reindeer stomping or are we talking about maybe reindeer piercing with antlers or reindeer eating i don't i don't know i don't really know what the logistics are here of the obliteration mm-hmm. reindeer are magical creatures so it's as far as your imagination can take it i saw oh, wow. i witnessed things that i would never in a million years be able to describe D- did he carry out the threat then the second we got on the sleigh, he closed the door. He said, we're on our way. And before that happened, he let the reindeer loose, and they completely obliterated my entire village. Everyone that didn't get on the sleigh, my uncle, Chumby. Okay. Gone. So ch- wow. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah almost. And so... Whenever you say that it's whatever your imagination says, did you close your eyes and then the reindeer did something? Or did each person see the reindeer do something else magical to destroy the village? There were just so many things. I saw stomping. I saw okay. piercing. Wow. I saw lasers coming out of their eyes. Oh, that's probably Rudolph. You don't even know what else Rudolph can do. Oh my gosh. Can he make himself really big? Like the like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters, and then just kind of like stomp on everything around the city like he's Godzilla. Well, what I saw him doing was roasting my cousin. Oh gosh, he was insulting people. Oh, that's so. He was bad. telling them that he was telling them that their mom was so fat that the uh, their uh, like maybe her like maybe her. Uh, Come on, Cameron, you got this. Like uh, like, uh, like maybe her shoe size is the like. Or hoof uh, size, would, yeah. Yeah, or like a like a it would it would like fill up Tallahassee. Okay, good one, Cameron. You're you're learning. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So so man, the reindeer roasted people to death. Worse than Jeff Ross. Oh wow. Well, I'm sorry. I said people. Uh, I guess elves. So different than people, from what I understand. Wow. 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 Oh my god. I'm gosh. about to woke Twitter your ass if you don't watch it. 
guess we finally see his true colors. I guess this is it. This is, I guess, what I signed on to be with. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to to sound like I'm being prejudiced. It's just that there is obviously You can't a help it. You didn't mean to sound prejudiced, but you just can't help it. It just pours out of you. Oh, there's obviously a difference. These two things are obviously not equal. Okay, interesting. It's just interesting, that's all. Clompy, what else can you tell us about the situation going on? Well. About these work environments you're talking about. Well, and the progression of what happened. Because, so Santa flew your family to the North Pole, and then you started working. Right away. And and we've not stopped, we've never been able to stop since. Well, what do you mean? Like, you work every day, or are you saying you don't even stop to sleep? There's very little sleep happening, very little eating, very little poop breaks. Oh my gosh. I'm working this is just like my Dr. tiny ass off, making these toys every single day of the year. And then Santa comes over, he's standing over me. He whispers in my ear, ho, ho, ho. Ugh, I can smell the peppermint on his breath right now. It stings. Ugh. Oh, that oh, is stinking. So, so Santa makes sort of inappropriate comments to you. Not just to me. Any lady elf. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, I mean, what are you suggesting here, Clompy? I'm here to expose Santa for the perverted fat ass he really is. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had never... Oh, my gosh. <coughs> that went... And so that's the reason. It's not so much the, um... Uh, what sounds like borderline genocide that he committed. It's the the perversion. That, too. The, it, it's, all it's sort just, of a me, too. It all leads situation. up to the person Santa really is. And I'm ready for everyone to know. <laughs> Stop okay. praying Has... to him. Oh, right. So I do want to clarify. I don't I don't think that most people pray to Santa. Uh, oh, so, sorry. You know more than the elf that's sitting in front of us about this. Well, this specific how subject. do you think he knows? Th- this is where you feel like you have an area of expertise on. You had never heard of people praying about praying to Santa until earlier in this episode. Well, like 10 minutes ago. Well, I would think that an and elf. And now you're mansplaining to an elf. Well, I feel like an elf would not be as aware of what people away from Santa would be doing. Do you see what I mean? If you're if you're so close to the the man in question, Santa, then you never you wouldn't even feel the need to pray or not pray. Do you see what I mean? Anyway, no, it just sort of sounds like you made up rules to fit a, a specific scenario so you won't be wrong. Okay, well, uh, it's. That's all right. We How can, do we you can think he finds there. out who's naughty and nice? Yeah, through their prayers. Oh, so so you're saying that he can hear their prayers. He sits in front of a portal with his list as he's checking it twice, and all these words are flying out of the portal, and it's their prayers to him, and he, he, he feeds yeah. on them, and then he can tell who's naughty and who's nice. But how bad his stomach hurts. 
Oh, he feeds on our prayers to him? Uh-huh, that's how he can tell. He's magical. Oh, that's sick, Yeah, this does sound very uh, disconcerting. It's not so what he... you've all thought. It's not the songs that you guys sing. And Cameron brought up earlier one of the songs that we sing, but you guys put a jolly twist on it. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. This is a warning because we're telling you guys. So th- th- that's more of like a song of terror to you. It's a warning for you guys to figure out who you're messing with, who you're snail mailing, who you're allowing your kids to communicate with via snail mail and prayers. It's just like how, how, how people think that Mr. Sandman song from the 50s is, is all cute. You know, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Who is this Sandman? That you're inviting into your home while you sleep. And it's the same with Santa. Well, could it actually be the Santa man? Santa? You think that 50s song, Mr. Sandman, is Mr. Santa man? I just, well, I never drew the connection before, but if you're saying that they're remarkably similar in sort of characterization, then... Keep up, Dr. London. Okay. Uh, sorry, I get, maybe I missed something there. Um, any case, so... Why don't you ask something important? Okay, so, so, Clompy, what can we do to help you, uh... There we go. Yeah, with, with this problem. Like, aside from, we're already trying to bring awareness to it, and it's, you know, it's this, uh, I guess, in part you know, part of the Me Too movement. We're trying to bring awareness to, to issues like perversion uh, and with, with men in power. Um, and so this magical being in power uh, apparently is um, is one of these people who abuse the power. So what can we do to fight this? You said don't pray to him. Very which... well said, Dr. London. Yeah, so so we, we shouldn't pray to him. Got that. I... I never did, but um, what what else can we do? Dr. London, you only asked her, what do we need to do four times? Could we get a fifth? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just trying to clearly state it in such a way and provide oh, more yeah. examples and illustrations. No, uh, it's great for the podcast. Yeah. We can, we can edit that out if that seems excessive to you. I was just trying to. Yeah. If, well, if you're, I mean, are you going to edit it later? I'm sorry. Well, I, uh, DJ Dylan, I don't know if, if that's. Nope. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, well now I don't want to ask again because you've made it into a whole thing, but. All right. Let me ask an important question. Okay. Okay. Clompy, have you ever ridden one of the reindeer? No, we're terrified of the reindeer. Are you kidding me? After I've seen what they can do. Oh, you would not want those in your community. If you really saw what they can do, you would be pooping your pants every second of the night and day. You would be thanking your lucky stars that they are kept in a place where they cannot escape because they would immediately come to your house and eat you alive. While you're pooping every second of the day? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. That sounds awful. But hear me out. Because I do have an idea here. Okay. What if we can utilize 
this sort of infinite reindeer power against your slave master man. That'll never happen. They're under his spell. If if we were to separate them from okay. Santa, they would just turn into the regular old reindeer that you see with no powers at all. They're they're using his power. Oh, they're harnessing his magic, his his An slave master of magic. Yeah, if they get too far away, they immediately transform back. Oh no. So what? Okay. So then, let me ask: What can we do to help you? I need every person on Earth to immediately form an army and go against Santa in the North Pole. We will meet in Siberia, Russia. Bring a coat. Bring spears. Bring fire. Okay. This is okay. I have been saying stuff like this for a long time, and I've got some ideas of stuff we can do after we deal with your thing. This is great. What are your ideas? Dr. London, this sounds exactly like the stuff I've been telling you, right? Yeah, I know. Well, because, okay, Cameron has been stockpiling fire. That has been his big thing. He has uh, fire that he puts into a room, and he's like, okay, I'll come back and add more. And then there's always this issue that he he comes back, and the fire goes out, and he's like, who stole my fire? Yeah, and so, so then you go and... I guess you try to chase down whoever took your fire and like, so that's been, those phone calls have been tough to deal with. Oh, well, they're tough for me. That's not easy, but any, I mean, this whole, this, I mean, Christmas militia, that's what we're going to call it. Right. Oh, it's the war on Christmas. Okay. I mean, it's not a war on Christmas. It's a war on Santa to restore the sanctity of Christmas. Okay. I, so the issue that logistically it just seems difficult to to get every person on the planet to the North Pole at all, much less for the purpose of warfare. Oh, so if it's like, difficult, we shouldn't even try. Okay. Well, I guess that's I don't that, that's what as... winners always say, right? Well, we've got three people right, four people, including DJ Dylan. How many more people can there be? What, total, there's 16 people? Uh, well, we do have a lot more people than that. I mean, we we have like 300, 400 people in the world. At least. Well, that should just take a couple weeks. Billions. Well, that's, What's it's that, actually, Dr. London? It's, there are actually billions of people in the world. And so uh, th- that's why I say, like, logistically, this might be difficult to do. Because not only do we have to get them all to go fight this war, but we have to persuade them that fighting that war is a good idea. Like, so there, there's so well, many steps in the process. There's, there, there's billions of birds. Okay. Billions of ants. There's not billions of, of people. We're talking about humans. Oh, you're thinking of elves. No. How many elves are there? Well, it's definitely in the tens. Wow. Just like us. No. Okay, there are a lot of people in the world. Uh, So, Cameron, one thing that I know you struggle with is the fact that if you can't see something, you don't necessarily believe that it's there uh, at a given time. Like, so, so... 
So if you like, have you ever been to a stadium where they're playing sports and you see all those uh-huh. seats filled up? Uh, sure. So all of those people exist. Thousands. Yeah. And so imagine all over this country and all over the world, they can fill up stadiums like that with so many people. So it's a, it's just so many people. Yeah, it's to the move. same group. It, yeah, it's the same group of people, and so it is logistically. You know, you've got to move them from football game to football game. Sure, but that's everyone. Okay, well, I was only. It's different groups depending on what we're talking about, but okay. So so let's say let's say Clompy that we managed to recruit every person in the world, all you know the billions of them, we get them all to Santa with fire and spears and they how would we go about fighting him if he's so powerful and if the reindeer can just obliterate us there's very little chance it's almost like we would be like ants biting the giant's toe but we but we have to try this magical being has to be stopped one way or the other. I'm sorry. So, so you're saying that the the plan of yours you don't think will work, and it's just we, we'll try, but it's it's a fool's errand, basically. Like any good militia, it's a suicide mission. Okay, I would think like a a good militia would actually be like efficient and strategize and use resources wisely does that make sense right but you you need the motivation of it being like that's crazy you can never do that it's a suicide mission you need that motivation to become the underdog and win dr london this is how it works i i think in some movies it works that way look we look think of it practically we're never going to have the resources to take down this evil monster but that doesn't mean we can't try, right? Are you look look at Clompy's face? Look her in the eyes right now. Okay, they're they're kind of they're a different shape than what I'm used to. Uh, and you 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 tell her that you're not gonna sit. You're, you you tell her that you're not gonna stand up for her rights. Tell her tell her that. Okay, well, so that's why I was asking, is there a way that we can do it within sort of, like, what can I do individually? I guess that's the better question. It sounds like get a gun and get some fire. Is that about right? I was going to say pack a, a heavy jacket. Okay. Oh, yeah, I that forget too. about that. Okay. Well, if that's, that sounds like about where we're going to leave it here. We could probably, we can probably end with that. So... Um, I guess to our listeners, if you feel inspired to follow Clompy on this journey to attack Santa, then you are, I guess, free to find yourself some fire and spears and, I guess, according to Cameron, a gun and put on a coat, meet in Siberia, Russia, and go towards Santa. Does that... And will be a fool's errand. You'll be like an ant attacking a giant. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that sound right? Almost, it's it, almost near suicide, it sounds like. Okay. But that's the inspiration we need to keep going. Okay. All right. Well, 
Um, well, Clompy, is there anything else you want to say? Any final thoughts? Please meet me in Siberia. Please. We've got to stop this yes. man and his beard. I will be there. Dr. London will be there. And we we are going to deal with this monster. Wait. Well, Thank first of all, I don't know so that. Thank you so much. Clompy. Okay. If that's sort of the game plan here, uh, I guess we can leave our listeners and Cameron with that. I don't know that I will personally make an appearance there, but uh, I wish you well. Um, so thank you Clompy for being on the show for being on the oh good yeah that's the main thing that's taken down tyranny in this world is a uh, is a uh, wishing people well that's helped a lot of people okay uh so so yeah thank you to Clompy thank you oh, to just our I wish you well Dr. London thank you to our producer Cameron <sighs> it's really frustrating how insensitive dr london is the things he said during the interview were just inappropriate and rude but i know he meant well because i don't know it's just hard for me to be mad at him during christmas time cameron thought to himself but he couldn't be mad at dr london because he knew at the end of the episode which is right now dr london was going to give cameron 65 million dollars in tech decks and tech deck accessories like the half pipe. Okay, uh so Cameron, I did get you oh. something for Christmas. Oh, really? Oh, I'm so excited for this. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So, I know you're an avid stamp collector. Um Uh-huh. Yeah, you collect the kind for letters and then you also collect the kind that you like stamp with wax and Sort of the the footprints left after an animal stamps down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I got you um, this stamp. And so this one is, is that conventional kind for letters. So you can put on your postage and you can mail something. And I, I bought you uh, 20 of these. So you can mail oh. 20 letters. Oh, well, Dr. London, that's very, very sweet. Yeah. Thank you very, thank you so much. Now let let me see what you got me over here. All the other gifts you got me. Let me let me start opening them up. Okay, no, that's <gasps> it's sixty five million dollars worth of tech deck stuff. Oh, Doctor London, you shouldn't have. This is exactly what I Did wanted. Did you use my money to to buy all that? Doctor London, these are your presents to me. See, I didn't agree. I mean, of to... course, of your as your as your producer, I'm in charge of your Christmas shopping. See, no, you're not though. That's and also, you didn't use my personal card for that, right? Well, uh, what's the difference? So, mine, I don't want to have to declare bankruptcy. That's that's my issue here. Okay. So we're gonna have to return all of those. But I got you these stamps. Wow, these are, really are the nicest stamps I ever had. And when I combine yeah. them with $65 million worth of tech tech stuff, it's safe to say this might be the best Christmas ever. Okay, and we are, like, we're going to have to return that. All right, uh, and thank you to Digidoom the host. <laughs> to woke twitter your ass if you don't watch it
This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. It's that time of year. The milk and cookies are out, and the chimney appears harmless to the naked eye. Neither Santa nor his willing servants would even suspect the fireball that is ready to ignite and obliterate everything in that chimney at the very moment that a fat foreign body enters its domain. The we here at the Jock Doc Podcast do not tolerate acts of violence. We cannot help but admire such ingenuity. And if you admire the Jock Dog Podcasting Return, you should go on and open up your podcast app and write a five-star review of the Jock Dog Podcast in which you detail the traps that you have set for the jovial, overweight men in your life. And don't forget to spread the cheer by texting your favorite episode of the podcast to a friend or just message them our handy website, jockdogpodcast.com, if that's easier. And you know what? I think... I think just a a piece of paper with our URL would be a great gift for this Christmas season. Oh, yes. Could you imagine as a kid just, oh, waking up, oh, waking up Christmas morning and you run downstairs and run to the Christmas tree. You open up a big old gift and it says jockdocpodcast.com. That sounds so nice. Oh, I would cry. It's the gift that arguably keeps on giving oh that's the thing you if you give your kid a video game they're gonna play through that video game they're gonna beat that video game they're gonna, gonna break be it they're gonna break the video game well yeah because they're gonna break it because they hate it so they much hate it because it's nothing compared to what they wanted yeah which was our jock doc podcast the jock doc podcast an an hour episode sometimes ish every ish. single week yes and uh, we love to hear from you guys about your children's love for the podcast, uh, about your love for it, uh, maybe. Uh, so don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Jock Dog Podcast. Lastly, uh, I should just throw in this word of caution. Please do not spring any of your traps for Santa. Though we appreciate the effort, we also want presents next year. Uh it, that that for us is kind of a significant ordeal personally. As long as those presents are a piece of paper with the Jock Talk podcast URL on it. Yeah. Oh, and also, um, if you just could go ahead into your workplace to, to anywhere around and set jockdogpodcast.com as your homepage. Oh, yeah. That maybe be, maybe yeah. if you're at a circuit city or something like that. Yes, very important. Maybe uh, if you're at a if you're at a bar with your friends, and your friends say, "Hey, can you take a picture of us?" Or maybe not even friends, maybe strangers. Real quick, open up the iTunes or the podcasting app, whichever app it's on. What, what which app? Apple is it on? Podcasts. The yeah. Apple Podcasts app. Open it up. Go to the Jock Talk pod- Podcast. Throw in a five star review, and then just throw that phone on the ground. Yeah, you want to step on it and run point. away as fast as you can. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening.